and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Welcome to the AltaCast. It's Wednesday 4-4, baby. Mercury's in retrograde. We have till the 15th. To the 15th. It's going to be okay, everybody. The 15th, and then Mercury will be out of retrograde. Funny enough, that's when taxes are due and when we can all stop stressing out about the government, right? Hey, if our president doesn't have to pay taxes, why do I? Right? made 12 grand last year you guys and I still have to pay taxes <laughs> I have to pay <laughs> something called self-employment tax ah uh, hello seriously I made $12,000 last year <laughs> you're gonna take money from me <sighs> it never pays to be an artist well welcome to the AltaCast here Latoya the Sheriff of Truth just went out to get us coffee because we are both sad people. No, we're not. I mean, like she said, first world problems. I, I mean, hey, remember when we all get to talk about that YouTube shooting? Uh, isn't that crazy stuff? And I mean, it's too early to say things like this, but I, because I, I don't even know what happened, honestly, but get it like I can empathize with the shooters like I get it everybody nobody likes me everybody hates me I want to go eat worms and I'm taking people out with me right is that the mentality it's like I mean I've been really dark lately and I was you know having I don't want to I shouldn't even say it like out loud on the internet radio because but I was thinking about like oh Woe is me and what's the point of living, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was, so it was very, it was very dark. It's it very, and Mercury is in retrograde, uh, retrograde. So, hey, don't, nobody, don't go crazy. Don't anybody kill yourself and take people out with you. But I mean, I, I, the, when I first heard about it, I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if she works there and if she was like the project manager on something. And her team just, they just failed spectacularly. Something happened and she failed spectacularly. And she's like, I'm taking them out with me. So what is going on? I, I mean, I wouldn't want to take anybody out with me. But I would totally be one of those kids that was like, I'm going to commit suicide on Facebook Live. But then I'd most likely just feel like a failure when nobody watched it. You know what I mean? I'd be like, there aren't enough people watching me kill myself right now. Okay, I said it out loud. Uh, what is wrong with us? Let's figure it out today here on the AltaCast. Um, we have a, a domestic terrorism problem. All of these shootings are our own people 
I mean, are, are you are you afraid to go to work yet? Are you afraid to go to Trader Joe's? I, I, we were even talking about like wh- wh- who's going to be the first person to bring a gun into an In and Out and just why would you why would you ever bring a gun to an In and Out because it's like the happiest place on earth or Disneyland. Could you imagine if somebody brought a gun to Disneyland and just starts shooting people? Like, these are crazy times we live in. When's that going to happen? It's going to happen. I mean, isn't it going to happen? When is that? Is that is that what's next? Is like, because we've already, school is no longer safe. Church is no longer safe. Partying in super awesome gay clubs, not safe. Movie theaters, not safe. Post offices, totally not safe. What's next? Disneyland? Uh, I don't even. Do we know anything about why she did it, or are we? Um, is oh, that are we still yeah. in the dark? Because I've been speculating. I I read why. Oh oh oh! You read why? I'm yeah. so excited to find out because here was my idea. I thought that maybe she was a project manager there, and th- something think- happened and she failed spectacularly, and she was like, "My life is over." Disgruntled employee. <laughs> Disgruntled right? employee. That's what I was thinking. And then my second idea, top top two, was it was like a person who was shamed on YouTube somehow like somebody posted something about her and it was a video that was sad and damaging or bullied she or was bullied. Bu- she was bullied what? No. so tell me what the truth is okay so what the truth is this oh, is yeah, some the first, sheriff of truth uh, this is some stupid first world problem stuff mm. all right so what happened yesterday um she's from southern california um, I'm finding this story again. Uh, Looking up well, YouTube shooter. Damn it. Here it is. They already have YouTube shooter parody videos. How is that possible? How okay. jaded are we as a people that we can't even mourn the loss of these people? Or, so yeah, the shooter me. who unfortunately is a woman of color, Nassim Haragdam, lived in Southern California, appears to have had a robust presence on YouTube. Oh. She had a channel. She had a so channel. So she felt, she said, YouTube discriminated and filtered her content in the video. <gasps> and her channel had used to get lots of views, but after being filtered by the company, it received less far views. So this is about net neutrality? This is, this is about... <laughs> This shit is about the fact that she felt discriminated upon her YouTube channel. Now she was she was she would do online rants. Um, she would do workout videos, um, and she also compared some of their content, saying that she felt censored um, and censored because she says the company failed to do the same thing for stars like Miley Cyrus and Nicki Minaj, whose videos she said are inappropriate for children. She said that there is no equal growth opportunity on YouTube. Um, her personal web page, she posted another rant about YouTube saying, beware, there is no free, free speech in the real world and you will be suppressed for telling the truth that is not supported by the system. And her videos have target users are filtered with merely, uh, merely regraded. So, so she killed could, herself over it. Yeah. She, cause she lost because she wasn't popular anymore. Basically. Because YouTube made her not popular enough. She she even has um, oh my god she. Oh, I love this she's picture a hard, of her. She's a she's a hardcore vegan and animal rights uh, person. There's a video of her um, posting um, 
videos about um, hand art and animal rights. She protested the military's use of pigs and training exercises. Um, then there's, there's a, a picture of her uh, splattered with a plastic sword with the people of the ethical treatment of oh, animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she was one of them hardcore. Wow, people. yeah. Uh, well, she is she, very um, pretty. And she, I love this dress she's wearing in this one picture. It looks very cheetah-like. Here's something that Morrissey probably would like about her. Yeah. Uh, she uh, posted a video in 2014 of what appears in the same car stating that it was vandalized by anti-vegans because the bumper sticker said meat is murder. So, so wow. basically the moral of this story this is, is some crazy bitch was mad because she wasn't as popular on YouTube. My she revenue for 300,000 views is 10 cents. She basically said that her dad said that YouTube stopped everything and now she has no income. So her income was based on YouTube, on YouTube views. So mission have a job. And so net neutrality or whatever they're doing. It's the same no, thing no, they're no, doing this, on Facebook though. It's they they squeeze started, the feed. But no, this started before net neutrality. Oh, okay. So this is like so, but did, were they really squeezing her feed, or it, I don't, not, it doesn't matter? It doesn't but, matter. This is some first world it's, bullshit. It is. You, You're gonna yeah. go out and try to cap people over some YouTube. Mm. The the fact mm. that your shit's been filtered and some of your things have probably possibly been deleted. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Well, and she didn't kill anybody, just herself, right? No, but she 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 shot three she people. shot she yeah. Thank God she wasn't a good shooter. God, she was thirty nine. She was thirty nine years old. This is this is. I mean, I I gotta say, <sighs> I I I hate to be like this, but I have empathy for her, and I'm sad that she killed herself over popularity. This is. I mean, these are kind of some of the issues that I've been very whiny first worldy about this week i've been very down i've been very like what am i doing with my life ditto and you know like last night i was booked twice but the audiences really didn't like my melania jokes all my feminist stuff it just i mean fair enough on my second show i was pretty wasted so i don't know (laughs) and there were only five people six seven people in the audience and and that but that made me feel kind of good because i was like okay my shows only have like five seven people in the audience as well all the all the comedians left i was last no one stayed for me nobody none of the comedians stayed everybody on the show shooting anybody no i didn't feel like i didn't feel like well i don't shoot i wouldn't ever shoot other people but i get it like this new mentality in america that like if i'm gonna kill myself i'm taking people out with me because they don't give me a thumbs up because they didn't give me a thumbs up (laughs) it's it's like that joey avery joke that he doesn't do anymore that's about Facebook and that it's if so he's too young but it's the same in the 70s let's the 80s nobody like took pictures of everything they did all day or talked about what they were doing all the time and put it up and brought all their friends over and they were like okay touch the things that you like please sign your name to the things (laughs) on my wall that you like so that I can feel validated (laughs) Well, we didn't, but we didn't, we didn't, I mean, in the 90s, exactly. We didn't, 
I mean, in high school, it was like... We had Polaroids. But we didn't... We weren't, like, taking Polaroids of everything and putting them on our wall and inviting our friends over and saying, touch the ones that you like so that I feel validated about my life. Okay. And and that's kind of what... That's where we're at. But when you YouTube and you have all of these followers or you musically and you have all of these followers or you podcast and you have all of these... Follow, whatever. If, if whatever you believe in your reality to be important to you is suddenly ripped away or isn't big enough or whatever it is and that's what you've based all your self on that's sad it is sad You're but fucking sad i know i'm super sad but i get it but like this is you know the thing she is 300,000 views i i i got 124 on a cat video that and my cat's video has more views than any of my comedy videos so like <laughs> go spike but What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us that we don't feel validated anymore as people or that people can't take the people don't know what is real and what is social media anymore. I mean, mm. I believe this happened like last year where I think we talked about this um, young couple. They had a YouTube channel and they were trying to get popular on their YouTube channel. So uh, the girlfriend accidentally ended up, I believe, shooting her boyfriend. <gasps> um, Whoa. Yeah. Be they were trying to make a do a stunt and the stunt basically went, went wrong went awry yeah because they were trying to get her wow yeah and so now the bitch is probably is going to jail <gasps> you know it, it's the thing is people now it's going mm. to another level now you're going to the headquarters to murder people because of you're, she was. It says here she was so angry with YouTube that she drove 500 miles from San Diego to shoot up the tech giant's Northern California headquarters. Mm-hmm. He frantically called police over the weekend that he was missing his daughter, yeah, who dad. had a bone to pick with the San Bruno-based video company. Honey, you I, need some friends, or you well, need it. Past tense, need it. It's look. There's another great picture of her. She's got a rocking bod, leaning over a cheap glass table, but looking great eating an apple. Okay, you know what's? I'll tell you what's really sad about this. And she though. killed herself. You know what's really sad? Yeah. We. I was telling my coworker yesterday. I'm like. Why can't this, why can't mass shootings just be strictly for straight white males? Why do we have to get involved? This is so disappointing. This is it, so it, disappointing. And the fact of the matter, it's so disappointing because it's something so trivial and so ridiculous. But it's saying that it's, I mean, but that's the thing is, it's not trivial. I mean, how do people create meaning in their lives? Clearly this woman, YouTube was the meaning and the reason that, bitch need a that she right right and maybe that, and maybe that's the problem so i'm saying like when we have to solve these issues it's the same thing when kids are angry and people at school treat them like shit they've been wronged it's like what's a healthy way to get revenge is revenge healthy pee on them so but is i mean it's one of those things is like should we teach people how to deal with revenge is there can there be happy spite can there be like healthy spite yes <laughs> see i know i mean we should be able to teach children what are we missing are we not teaching them how to deal with disappointment and it goes far back i mean and what's happening now that i'm can't i get disappointed and i'm like oh obviously that's because she's 
our around our age group, yeah. there's some some other things that have possibly been going on from her childhood that she hadn't dealt with. Because anyone that does sick shit like this, there's something that has happened to them that they haven't gotten through. And so they want to punish other people because mm. of their tragedy and their misery of something they haven't been able to deal with. That's, yeah. I mean... This is some straight up mental illness. Yeah. Well, that is some straight up mental illness. So I, okay, first kudos to Jonathan because he is, first, Mercury is in retrograde. There's a lot of shit going on right now. Mm -hmm. Second, my boyfriend is amazing and he dealt with my nervous breakdown yesterday. When I found out that I have to pay taxes this year. I have to pay too. Right. We're poor people. I owe <laughs> almost 800. I have to pay $800. I have to pay $800 too. And I made 12 grand last year and I have to pay $800. So I had a nervous breakdown because it was like that the last nail. I was like, I was like, what is, I can't, I need a win. I was like, when do I get a win? When do I get a fucking win? Okay. Now I'm a little, I stood back because Jonathan helps and it's only $800. I mean, it's not something for me to sob on. Well, I did. I sobbed uncontrollably for about an hour and he dealt with it. He was so good to me, but um, I'm with you on that. Is one. I was like, this is I. This are you fucking kidding me? I, I was like, I can't even believe our president doesn't have to pay taxes, but I have to pay eight hundred. I made twelve thousand dollars last year. I have all the receipts and records that show that I barely. And I'm like, how am I supposed? What the fuck? How how the fuck did this shit happen? How did the this shit happen so then i start on a spiral of like what am i doing with my life why am i doing this i fucking hate all this radio station stuff and what am i in it i'm 43 years old and this is meaningless and are people actually listening i have no idea thank you for listening all to cast listeners if you listen i thank complain you. so much and i feel like such a just a like a bad person because you I never wanted to shoot nobody no i would never i would never go to the irs department and be like <laughs> <laughs> My manifesto! dollars Shoot all you motherfuckers! Get on the ground, motherfuckers! Shoot this place up! And then, but I mean, I was like really, really, really down yesterday in the depths of despair of white lady middle-aged sadness. But never once did I think I'm gonna go kill some people. It's, it's right. <laughs> that was, like, if it was gonna be like, if I was gonna do anything to myself, like, you know, thank God they won't give me a gun. Yay. And I'm way too cowardly. And you don't drive. So. I don't drive. So I'm not gonna drive into some mall or, you know, or off a bridge. Off a bridge. I'm gonna do that. And man, unless I, I mean, I'd have to walk down the street and be like can I have some fentanyl laced heroin but I'm not gonna do that because I mean I'm not gonna once I'd walk out the door I'd be like you know come on Pam you're really not gonna you're gonna get some fentanyl laced heroin and really you're gonna get on YouTube live and you're gonna get this shit done and then while you're like trying to do this and shoot yourself up for the first time you're gonna be watching yourself on YouTube live and there's only gonna be like two viewers and you're gonna be like this is exactly the problem I should video this for YouTube and then, like, you know, after you die, so you don't get to, to see, right? Then they, they'd probably take it away. They wouldn't let people watch your YouTube suicide video. I bet they'd put the kibosh on that. 
<laughs> do you think they took all her videos off or are her videos going to get super, super views now? I, I don't know. I, I We should about, look it up. We I should, thought about we should looking up her videos, but I'm like, part of me. Let's give her I, all the credit she deserves. I'm, uh, I want to, I know let's not mourn her, but let's mourn this poor I lady. Don't wanna, I don't want to mourn her. Don't no, mourn her. I can't mourn that shit. Because she tried to she, take three people no, out. Oh, yeah. I mean, as much as. As much shit that is going on in the world, and so she's an animal rights, she's an animal rights person, but right? But not a human but rights. But not just, a human yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah. So there's <laughs> that. There's the irony right there. You're willing over YouTube. Over YouTube. Come on, seriously. Yeah, Everything that you yeah. worked for for animal rights just went down the fucking toilet. Yeah, that's I mean, true too. Seriously, I mean, she. That's some. None of the videos are her yet. Oh, oh, here it is. Here's. Uh, 16 hours ago, YouTube shooting suspect, and this is one of her videos that's um, a minute 29. Do we want to? Nah. Do, you don't want to watch nah. it. We don't want to give her nah. any hits. Nah. She's. I'm just glad she missed. She she shot only people in the foot, and not in the head or in the back. Right. I'm just oh glad that like, no one died. Awful. But the thing is, now we're all going to be punished because of her. We're on YouTube, have... I want to watch her. I'm gonna. I, I won't put it on the air for all of us to watch, but I want to watch her workout video because I think this is that, very that funny. That bitch is I, probably working out in purgatory I, if there's such a place. Uh, wow. Now, this is crazy because um, she has it in Arabic too. Yeah, she speak. Uh, she it's in Farsi and stuff. Oh, yeah. Farsi, and that's and, and here's this is only thing. gonna put back. I mean, she's go. a domestic terrorist, and she's go. got a funny name. No, this is you know, and we're like here comes the propaganda machine. So now she's going to be used as right as the fact of like oh these Middle Eastern these Muslim people yeah what happened in San Bruno? Luckily no one died. See, see. it's not very interesting. I'm not surprised. I, I'm I I wish I could see how many views it has, but it won't let me. I, I'm really interested to know if her views go way up. I it is quite possible. Because there are some sick fuckers out there. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, ugh, the first fucking world problems. I know. And here's the, here's the sad thing this Ooh. ain't gonna be the last one. No. I'm sure somebody's gonna go to Facebook or something or, you know, like you said, Disneyland or Disney World's gonna be next. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, we already just dealt with a fucking shooting um, in uh, Florida. We're already, you know, we got police shootings, and that's another thing we got to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about Stefan Clark. There's some shit that happened um, on his Twitter page that um, he doesn't like, he did not like black women oh. and black children. But we'll get into that later. So I think that what this all comes down to is domestic terrorism. Mm-hmm. And I, why. What have we, have we, I feel like we've done it to ourselves with all of yeah. this. They're terrorists, all this fear. And it's like when you see things, you emulate it. And are we teaching it to our children that when you have a grudge, the, the, there's a couple ways to deal with it. Well, I mean, or there aren't, we don't know. The only way we know how to deal with it is through violence. Through violence. Because we're a violent country, yeah. You get to see <sighs> violence on the news every day, but there's you can't see some violence. titties. Right. I yeah. mean, that's ass backwards. We've, we've talked about this before. I mean, and then the fact of the matter is just like, they're going to start calling her a terrorist. Mm. But what about the Austin bomber? 
they're not going to call him a terrorist. Or what about that little fuck face that shut up them kids in Florida? I they're not going to call him. I think that's terrorism. It is. I, it yeah, is. I think that. Well, I think got, that going into a public place like the like the Batman guy. Terrorism. Terrorism. The Charlotte's uh, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. I drove the car. Terrorism. Terrorism. Uh, the guy that killed uh, nine uh, black people in the church. Dylan I, Roof. Oh. Why do I know that piece of shit's name? He going to hell. Mm. Um, terrorism. It's domestic terrorism. The guy in uh, Las Vegas. Right. But you know, here's what NPR says. They have a little article on it. Domestic terrorism. What it is and what it isn't. All right. Now, I think it. all of it is kind of... Um, the investigation in... The, this was about the Las Vegas. I think it's definitely... The investigation in the Las Vegas shooting is still, um, there's already a familiar debate as to whether to call it an act of domestic terrorism. I, cl- I clearly think it was. It was an act of pure evil, President Trump said, but the president and law enforcement officials have refrained from calling it terrorism. Because he's white. <laughs> Several, it's, that might be part of it. it Several is. members of Congress from both parties did describe the attack as terrorism including Jim Cooper, a Democrat from Tennessee. Two key questions crop up every time this debate takes place. First, what is the attacker's motive? In the, the Patriot Act defines domestic terrorism as an attempt to intimidate or coerce a civilian population to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion or to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping. So, so Martin Luther King's assassination was terrorism. That was absolutely. 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 And right. So and domestic terrorism can t- it doesn't have to be mass. It doesn't right. have to be more than three or right. three or more. It could just be if you try to assassinate someone for a political reason or to, for coercion for some reason, that would be domestic terrorism. So like. Like if I stole a child to. I, I don't know how to the kidnap. I guess the kidnapping thing. If, if I was trying to do something to the government by stealing a child and said to them, "Ha ha, I'm trying to change the way you think," and I'm holding oh, a child if hostage. If you kidnapped a baron. Uh, oh, if I there we go. If I kidnapped kid- Trump's baron. son yeah. and took him away and said, "Ha ha ha, I'm going to be a good nanny to your kid," and <laughs> give me give me this and, and change the way you. I fucked up school lunches. <laughs> Sorry, just trying. To, we're not promoting kidnapping we're not here. Permit. We're just trying to come up with an idea. So they said law enforcement officials say they don't have an answer on the motives of the guy who shot up Las Vegas. We don't know what his belief system was at this time. So I know what they're his saying system was. terrorism depends on your motive. So if you just. But if you just randomly kill a bunch of people, that's fucking terrorism. It's terror, right? It's, it's terror. terror. It doesn't. You're inspiring fear mm-hmm. of people going into a public place. That's terrorism. Right. It doesn't matter what someone's motives are for freaking people out. Like when a kid shoots up a school, it incites major fear, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's enough. That's terror. What else? Terrorism to incite fear, terror to incite. Terror. Terror. Terrorism. Exactly. Terror happening. Terrorism. So I don't even believe in what the... Okay. Uh, we we did... Didn't we do this a month ago after the Parkland? We, we went through all through. of the... Well, we, we discussed what a mass shooting was, and then we went through all of the mass shooters. And we've seen an exponential rise 
If you looked at it on a chart, it's, you know, it started in the 40s and then it starts to kind of slowly, slowly slope. And now it's like... After 2004? It's like... Whoosh. Yeah. It's like that ride. at It's like the Superman ride at, at the Six Flags. Six Flags. It's straight up in the air. It seems to be happening every day. Every It's either every day... And I'm sure there's one that we don't know about that's going to that's gonna happen today that it's not going to be nationwide, but it's it's going to happen. I mean, here we go with that gun debate all yeah. over again. And yeah, why did this? Well, I mean, thank she, God she didn't have an AR-15. Right. Oh, my God. You know. Oh, my God. That would have been that would have been worse. That would have been much worse. It'd be but, because she, when you're just spraying bullets wildly. It's different than choosing targets. I mean, the only gun I've ever shot is one with blanks. In I've done it a couple of times in the theater. And uh, and we always have to put it way up in the air and away from your ear and all of this other stuff. And it's and they we used, you know, real blank bullets and it was very dangerous, but you know, that's the only time I've ever shot a gun. I've never shot it at I've never pointed one at anyone ever. I've shot a rifle before with my grandfather. Cool. Yeah. It, 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 I don't like guns, though. I just, I don't like them. I mean, rifles are cool for hunting and shit, but I, I know I would end up shooting myself. Yeah, me but too, probably. I'm just glad that she didn't have, like, any kind of military weapon right, 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 because right, right. this story would be completely different. Yeah, absolutely. But this, absolutely, this still goes on to how did she get this weapon? It's this bitch crazy. How did she get the weapon? Her, her dad even yeah re- called the police. He's like, she's missing and she's got a grudge with YouTube. Everybody, chill out. Yeah, so there's this thing was nothing new to her family. So, so the, now here's the crazy thing is that there's checks. all of this discussion of domestic terrorism and what it is and what it isn't, and I think that. In all of these cases that they that represent right here, we've got Alex Fields who drove his car into Charlottesville killing yep. people. Domestic and they terror. say it's not terrorism. Fields faces state murder charges, but not terrorism because they're saying... Because he's white, dude. I, it's I'm, I'm going to... Because he's white. Dylan Roof has been convicted there and sentenced go. to death for a host of federal and state crimes in the shooting of nine African-Americans in Charleston, South Carolina, in a church in 2015. But they're not. He co- said he wanted to start a race war, but terrorism wasn't in the charges. So, but that's that's, 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 that's the thing exactly. is that he it's what they he said he wanted to. So he he fear. This he, is this that is the and pride. For, he wanted to incite fear for a specific reason. He wanted to start a race, race war. war. That has something to do with their with. It's to intimidate or coerce a civilian population. His hatred toward black I, people and people of color, period. Yeah. And there's fact. And the, there's, to intimidate or coerce. To have a gun and go into a church and say, all y'all black people, boom, 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 boom. That's, I want to incite a race war. That's domestic terrorism. And then there's photos and there's postings of everything, like all his hatred. It's all it's all written. But you know what? Because he's got the complexion for the protection. Well, that is why. Here's the other one. Timothy McVeigh was go. widely described as carrying out the worst act of domestic <laughs> terrorism City. when he killed 168 people in a 1995 bombing in a federal building in Oklahoma City. And uh, the Warriors beat Oklahoma City last night. <laughs> By his own admission, his motive was clearly political. Mm-hmm. He was that was his whole deal. Mm-hmm. Right. He hated the federal government. Yet he was convicted 
and put to death for killing federal officers in a variety of charges, but not for terrorism. <laughs> What'd I say? He's got the complexion Com for the protection. <laughs> complexion for protection. This is, that's crazy to me because she's going to be, I bet what will happen. She's dead now, but... You know what's going to happen. This is domestic terrorism. This is, you know, the, the conservatives, the far right's going to have a field day with this story. They're going to have a yeah. field day oh. with, they're going to. Why did she have to be brown? I'm a brown woman. <laughs> Why did she have to be brown? This, listen, if y'all crazy motherfuckers, y'all people of color and women, listen, we have our own terrorism shit to deal with. Don't be a part of it. Right. Okay. Right. Leave that to the straight white dudes. <laughs> yeah, that, don't. don't let's not swing toward that pendulum that category seriously it's, i can see fox uh, news tonight oh my having God. a field day with this story and yeah. then and then on top of that like the gop just trying to find a ban on muslims though she mm. was american yeah no she wasn't from she's just she was a lady from san diego san diego she's a 39 year old lady with a good looking bod doing workout videos sexist? her she's, body ain't nothing now yeah, i heard oh, that's, that's that's true that's sad, sad. Yeah. i watched this horrible thing on netflix which shapes all our lives uh the, the obesity the post the post-mortem autop the autopsy of a fat person oh. And it was insane. They did an autopsy and I watched it and it was disturbing. And I can't believe I did it. They sliced her open and all they're talking about. She's like, this, see this, this, but, but it looks like butter yellow. And it's, it's because it's fat and it's very greasy and it's hard to get through. And I'm like watching. I know it was, I know. I'm sorry. You're drinking coffee. I don't want to hurt you. Um, Mm, it was bad news but I've, I've that poor lady mm, and that, Mercury's in retrograde calm the fuck down girl she's calm alright she's calm now she's, calm she's all right. ice cold <laughs> um, terrorism <laughs> is the unlawful use of force or violence against persons or property in order to coerce or intimidate a government or the civilian population for furtherance of political or social objectives that's terrorism that's terrorism so And when it's domestic, it's on our soil. So I think she did that. She wanted to, but no, maybe this was just revenge. Is is there a difference is, between it, revenge think, and terrorism? No, hers was for revenge. In her crazy ass mind, it was for revenge. Because of, mm, because of filtering her content on YouTube. But so she did, so she did want to coerce them in a way to say, she's got stop filtering. Yeah. Revenge. I mean, but I mean, the thing is, like, so, so you're you're driving up from San Diego to come to the headquarters mm. of YouTube, and you're planning on shooting people because of the content, just random, and the random, because the filter. So, so your problem is going to be solved. Um, how and why after doing this i don't know revenge to inflict punishment in return for injury or insult that's what she was doing mm -hmm. she felt insulted and injured because of her feed being smushed and she wanted to inflict punishment she felt discriminated against on youtube so it's but so revenge and terrorism are different but but she still incited terror all exactly. those people went Right. The people that got hurt were because they got trampled because everyone was running out of the buildings. They were losing their fucking minds because she was she was shooting because she, she was inciting yeah, fear. Exactly. 
Speaking of terrorism and domestic, yeah. the, what did I've our been, president do this week? I've been uh, today. I was listening to uh, Martin Luther King oh. speeches. Yay. Not that I have a dream one. He, he said a lot of things. Yeah, yeah he um, talked a lot. It was the the mountaintop one from 1968, which he did the day before he died or excuse me was assassinated, assassinated by terrorism yeah domestic terrorism um which was fascinating i didn't realize that he did that speech and he kind of predicted his own death Ooh. uh kind of in that speech well maybe he knew he was dealing with the government and the yeah. government was i mean turn it do we do you believe that jf or well i believe jfk was assassinated as a government plot but do you believe that well, martin luther king was truly it was that it was governmental that it was a or uh, that's i don't know yeah i don't know either. there's a lot of crazy ass crackers especially at that time <laughs> uh so and a lot of people didn't, didn't like them because i do like what i was listening to finally people were talking about like uh, the three years before his death a lot of people from the left did not like him because he was nonviolent. Because, mind you, the Black Panther movement had just started. Right. And then the people, of course, on the right wing didn't like him because, you know, for obvious reasons. And then he was against the uh, uh, Vietnam War as well as um, equal uh, economic equal opportunity for poor people and people of color. Well, because people are people. Well, it's exactly. basically... It's, it's the same thing that's happening now. We're, exactly. Are people, that, are, are we people? Are Who's a person? That's what it, it's just Are you only to. a person when you have money? Now that the middle, now that the GOP has said that middle class is $450,000, mm-hmm. fuck you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. so those are the people now that we care about as government, but everyone else. And that's exactly. Can be on fentanyl and die. Yeah. Unless they're buying a lot of goods. Unless you're consuming a lot. Unless you just bought the iPhone 10 that does your taxes too. I hope it does. Or whatever. What Wipes are you, your ass. Right. I mean, you ha- when you buy things, you're a person. If you can't afford to buy things, you're not a person. That's sort of what is becoming. Well, I mean, that's kind of like, he, kind of, he touched on that um, during his later years um, of his, you know, uh, fight for human rights and human yeah. decency, basically. Um, I'm more of a I'm more of a Malcolm X person myself mm. uh, by any means necessary, but I do I find it fascinating now that people are starting to realize how Martin Luther King he was depressed um, because he couldn't after the March on Washington and after Selma. The Vietnam War started. Oh yeah, that was going um, on. The Black Panther movement started. Sixty-eight was that was when Vietnam was really cooking. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lyndon Johnson turned on him. Of course, J. Edgar Hoover had always had a hard on for him anyway, and and other cross-dressing things too. Oh, um, J. F. J. Edgar Hoover was a cross-dresser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm, I do appreciate that now people are moving on past the "I have a dream" speech because. Sure what he was talking about economically and, and and with classism and the militarization of our country he talked about that and now 50 years later look where we're at it's been 50 years 
Look where we're at. Well, we just shoot black people now. Oh, well, we no, they were doing it then. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we just have like, cameras. Yeah. We just have cameras. That, wow. <laughs> that's just the difference. Wow. That's one that of the just, reasons why the Black Panther movement started because blown. all the police brutality yeah. and the inequality, and we could not get any justice. So that's why people started to become very any means necessary. Sure. That is why you had the Black Panther movement. Um, and who wanted to protect scared. them? Who wanted to protect their own communities because the police wasn't protecting us did because they were call, killing us. But did did our government call the Black Panthers domestic terrorists? Yes, they did. <laughs> I bet they did. They did. They called. They called them terrorists. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't kill anybody. Yeah, they. That's uh, well. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't. Uh, our our government wants to keep us dumb. They don't like because when we think and when we. When we see what's happening and we act, they're like, don't, what, wait a minute, don't act on any, you don't, you don't remember how you don't get anything, just buy stuff. Just keep buying things. Just, just, just do exercises on your YouTube channel. Yeah, right. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. But I mean, it, I like the fact that this show is actually coming together on terrorism and domestic terrorism and the terror that is within this own country since we are so fucking violent. And then the fact of the matter is just like what this man was talking about 50 years ago is the same shit. And now even with um, Cheeto in office, that (laughs) rhetoric has made it okay again. It's made it very fashionable to be a fucking bigot. Yeah. It, it's 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 like, hey, it's I can call people niggers again. Oh, Woo! It's so crazy. All right, look at these cunts. So, oh yeah, let's get them. All right, spick here, spick there, kaka everywhere. Wow! Uh, bang bang bang. I saw a really good movie on the YouTube that, of course, shapes all our lives called Gook. And the funny thing is that G U K in Korean. It's like it means here or place. So America in Korean is miguk. Here in place. Miguk. Um, but there's, I just thought it was funny that I had no idea that the derivation of that racial slur came from a specific language being Korean. Korean. So I think that it came out during the Korean War, mm-hmm. which was before the Vietnamese War. So they were like, yeah. they heard them during the Korean skirmish war yeah. i don't whatever early 1950s right at they started they were hearing gook 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 because it it was it, it's a word so the korean westerners so, turned that into to a slur and it's the same thing with i, I when my mind was blown with spick hispanic mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm like oh i get it White like people can't I be see, creative about their racial right slurs. and other than coon and well we know negro negro right negro and then also, I guess there's Niger, the country. Yeah. I don't know. There's all there's white people don't know what that country is. <laughs> so here's the this is the complete speech. Should we should we read it? Yes, let's go for it. Uh, I've been to the mountaintop by Dar- Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. April third, nineteen sixty eight, Memphis, Tennessee. So today's the four, he was assassinated the day after this speech. Um, I wanted to get the complete audio of the speech so we could just listen to him, but it keeps wanting to download in a strange place. So I don't I know if I can. Get it on my phone. Oh no, it's downloading. This is good. Here, let's okay. see if I can. I can look it up Here on it YouTube. Is. Oh, do they have real? See if I can double click on that and oh, quick time player. Look how see, look how magical that is. 
We're getting the technology together, everybody. Um, oh, there it is. There it is. It's converting. Oh, it can't open it because of whatever it is. Bummer. I think I found it. Oh, cool. Let's plug it in. Oh, right. Oh, God damn it. Let me get my stupid iPhone 7. Oh, it's... <laughs> And I'm still on the old, it's so funny. Last night, someone, they were like, oh, you got to get this new app. It's so funny. It's the, it, it's this one app that takes the police blotters from all over the Bay Area and it just gives you the updates. So he said it was so funny and it brightens his morning. He had one of them that was like, man wearing only top hat walking through Embarcadero Bart station, you know, like naked man. One of them was man brandishes wand. <laughs> But he said it makes, but then there's also terrible things like people hurting each other and stealing cars and all these things. But it like takes the police blotter and it sends it to your phone so you can kind of know what weird shit's going on in the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, and, I've heard that. Yeah. I've, I've heard that was a pretty dope app. I actually should invest in it myself. Right, yeah. My black ass. I'd yeah, find out where the cops are so you can not be there. It's run! So I can run! <laughs> Let's see. Mountaintop. Thought I had This it. was Dr. King's last and most apocalyptic sermon. He delivered it on the eve of his assassination at the Bishop Charles Mason Temple in Memphis, Tennessee on April 3rd, 1968. Mason Temple is the headquarters of the Church of God in Christ, the largest African-American Pentecostal denomination in the United States. Sweet. All right. I turn it up on. Oh, you're fine. Everything's going to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. So just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. anybody I would like to live a long life longevity has its place but I'm not concerned about that now I just want to do God's will and he's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land I may not get there with you, but I want you to know the night. 
that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. That wow, was that was super prophetic. That was uh, the end of the speech. That, yeah. The There's some really great stuff in here, though. I, got I, I did, too. I did, too. It gave me chills when he projected his own death. He's got, here's part of it. I've got the whole text in front of me. It's all right to talk about long white robes over yonder and all of its symbolism. But ultimately, people want some suits and dresses and shoes to wear down here. It's all right to talk about streets flowing with milk and honey. But God has commanded us to be concerned about the slums down here and his children who can't eat three squares a day. And it's all right to talk about the New Jerusalem, but one day God's preacher must talk about the New York, the New Atlanta, the New Philadelphia, the New Los Angeles, the New Memphis, Tennessee. This is what we all have to do. It's, 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 it's so good. Now, the thing we'll have to do is this. Always anchor our external direct action with the power of economic withdrawal. Now, we are poor people individually. We are poor when you compare us with white society in America. We are poor. Never stop and forget that collectively. That means all of us together. Collectively, we are richer than all the nations in the world, with the exception of nine. Did you ever think about that? After you leave the United States, Soviet Russia, and this is the Soviet Russia, Great Britain, West Germany, France, and I could name others, the Negro collectively is richer than most nations of the world. We have an annual income of more than $30 billion a year, which is more than all of the exports of the United States and more than the national budget of Canada. Did you know that? That's power right there. If we know how to pool it. This is brilliant. I'm crying. Yeah, it's. We don't have to argue with anybody. We don't have to curse and go around acting bad with our words. We don't need any bricks and bottles. We don't need any Molotov cocktails. We just need to go around to these stores and tell these massive industries in our country and say, God sent us here to say you're not treating his children right. And we've come by here to ask you to make the first item on your agenda fair treatment where God's children are concerned. Now, if you're not prepared to do that, we do have an agenda that we must follow and our agenda calls for withdrawing, withdrawing economic support from you. This is great. He gets into it. And so as a result of this, we are asking you tonight to go out and tell your neighbors not to buy Coca-Cola in Memphis. Go by and tell them not to buy seal test milk. Tell them not to buy, what's the other bread? Wonder Bread and the other bread company, Jesse. Tell them to buy Hearts Bread. As Jesse Jackson said, up to now, the only, um, only the garbage men have been feeling pain. And now we must kind of redistribute the pain. We are choosing these companies because they haven't been fair in their hiring policies. And we are choosing them because they can begin the process of saying, and they are going to support the needs and rights of the men who are on strike. And they can move on downtown and tell Mayor Loeb to do what's right. But not only that, we've got to strengthen black institutions. I call upon you to take the money out of the banks downtown and deposit your money in Tri-State Bank. We want a bank in movement in Memphis. So go by the Savings and Loan Association. I'm not he's telling all the things we've got to do. Take your money out of Wells Fargo mm-hmm. and put it into, you know, credit union. Right, credit union. Take a, 
use the doll. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if the if all of us poor people got together and we're like, no more. I don't know taxes. What if we just all collectively decided not to pay our taxes and said, "Fuck you, fuck you, government. You f- are fucking us up right now. Yeah, we're not giving you any money. Exactly. <laughs> what would happen? Or, or like uh, some people with student loans. Like I'm not paying my loan back until you, for the injustice that as a student, I'm trying to exercise my right to a better life, yeah. but you're taking that away from me and putting me more in debt and following, going farther in the hole. Sure. Economic, keep, keep I love, I love, I, this is, this is, this is so good. Uh, so take your, my goodbye savings loan association. I'm not, I'm not asking you to do something that we don't do ourselves in SCLC. Judge Hooks and others will tell you that we have an account here in the savings and loan association and others, uh, from the Southern Christian leadership conference. We're telling, we're just telling you to follow what we're doing. Put your money there. You have six or seven black insurance companies in Memphis. Take out your insurance there. We want to have an insurance in. Now there are some practical things we can do. We can begin the process of building a greater economic base. And at the same time, we are putting pressure where it really hurts. I ask you to follow through here. Now, let me say as I move to my conclusion that we've got to give ourselves to this struggle until the end. Nothing would be more tragic than to stop at this point. In Memphis, we've got to see it through. And when we have our march, you need to be there. We're concerned about your brother. Uh, Be concerned about your brother. You may not be on strike, but either we go up together or we go down together. Let us develop a kind of dangerous unselfishness. Wow. One One day a man came to Jesus and he wanted to raise some questions about some vital matters in life. At points, he wanted to trick Jesus and show them that he knew a little more than Jesus knew and through this, throw him off base. Now that question could have easily ended up in a philosophical and theological debate, but Jesus immediately pulled that question from midair and placed it on a dangerous curve between Jerusalem and Jericho. And he talked about a certain man who fell among thieves. You remember that a Levite and a priest passed by, oh, he's talking about the Good Samaritan. A Levite and a priest passed by on the other side and they didn't stop to help him. And finally, a man of another race came by and he got down from his beast and decided not to be compassionate by proxy, but with him administered first aid, helped the man in need. And Jesus ended up saying, this was the good man because he had the capacity to project the I into the thou and to be concerned about his brother. Now, you know, we use our imagination and a great deal to try to determine why the priest and the Levite didn't stop. And at times we say they were busy going to church meetings and an ecclesiastical gathering and they had to get down to Jerusalem so they wouldn't be late for their meeting. And at other times we would speculate that there was a religious law that one who was engaged in religious and ceremonials was not to touch a human body 24 hours before the ceremony. And even now, and then we begin to wonder whether they were not going down to Jerusalem or down to Jericho, rather to organize a Jericho Road Improvement Association. That's a possibility. Maybe they felt that it was better to deal with the problem from the casual route, rather not to get bogged down by the individual effort. But I'm going to tell you what my imagination tells me. It's possible that these men were afraid. You see, the Jericho Road is a dangerous road. 
And I remember when Mrs. King and I were first in Jerusalem and we rented a car and drove down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And as soon as we got on the road, I said to my wife, I can see why Jesus uses this as a setting for a parable. It's a winding, meandering road. It's really conductive for ambushing. So you start out in Jerusalem, which is about 1,200 miles, or rather 1,200 feet above sea level. And when you get down to Jericho, 15 or 20 minutes later, you're about 2,200 feet below sea level. And that's a dangerous road. In the day of Jesus, it became to know, be known as the Bloody Pass. And you know, it's possible that the priest and the Levite looked over at the man on the ground and wondered if the robbers were still around. Or if it's possible they felt the man on the ground was merely faking and he was acting like he had been robbed and hurt in order to seize them over there, lure them for a quick and easy seizure. And so the first question that the Levite asked was, if I stop and help this man, what will happen to me? But then the good Samaritan came by and he reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? And that's the question before you tonight. Not if I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to all the hours that I usually spend in my office every day and every week as a pastor? The question is not if I stop and help this man in need, what will happen to me? If I do not stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to them? That's the question. So let us rise up tonight with greater readiness. Let us stand with greater determination and let us move on these powerful days, these days of challenge to make America what it ought to be. And we have an opportunity to make America a better nation. And I want you to thank God once more for allowing me to be here with you. Uh, Coolio. It goes on and on and on, but I'm so glad he uses the, the Good Samaritan parable. I haven't thought yeah. about that in a long time. That was moving. It was, I, it's, it, we, we need to, I mean, maybe that's it. We've become such a nation of selfish assholes. We're like, no one's watching my YouTube channel. No one's <laughs> listening to my podcast. Nobody's liking my thoughts. No one's giving me a thumbs up. No one's sharing my tweets. And what if we like stopped thinking so much about ourselves? You know, and it was... This is where the inhumanity comes in, you know. And it's not... It, it, it's like even... It's beyond economics, too. I mean, the, he, the speech... He was uh, gave the speech um, for the Memphis uh, garbage men, for the union workers there. Because most went, garbage men were black, right? Yeah. But, I mean, but the thing is, it goes beyond that. Right. It goes beyond that. And it's so funny that 50 years later, when he's talking about take your money out of... Yeah, you know, take your banks. money out of big banks. Take your money, big don't, white banks. Yeah, the, don't spend money on Coca Cola. This is what we do now. The power is money, mm. and when you take your money away, for mm. example, last week I believe we talked about um, the. Uh, no, we didn't. The Parkland shooter, uh, the Parkland shooter, the victim of the Parkland shooter, mm. David Hogg. Uh, he was talking about not him not getting into a, a, a college. Uh, Laura Ingram, who has a show on Fox, basically had this horrible tweet saying that he was whining, blah, blah, blah. So what he tweeted was a list of her advertisers. And he said, basically, these are her advertisers. Yeah, don't give them money, money. So basically what happened, she lost the majority of her advertisers and they took her off her air for the week. (laughs) Because that's money. That is the power (laughs) of of what... Same with Bill O'Reilly. Right. right, yeah. People. The pa- the power of people and taking away their money, and 
it, it, it holds a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it shows how much power we as a people can do. And I don't have my money in a big financial institution because of the fact of I know what they do. Mm. I I have my money with a credit union. I need to move mine over. I know. Same like with like Wells Fargo. I only mentioned. leave. I only leave like I have fifteen hundred. I I just leave fifteen hundred there, and I try to be a kind of a cash person. I don't like, but I should just move it. Move it. Yeah. I know. I, I would I know. suggest moving it out. I don't have. I don't have an AT and T anymore oh. because of the fact that my money is just going to a one percent mm. um and the money that my new phone company is credo my money that i pay for my monthly bill goes to a charity oh that's great so it, it's kind of putting a reflection of what exactly what he's trying to say mm. but it's more to it than that it's more to it. If we all could, it's that same thing. Buy nothing day. Uh, yes. That you know the the day that it's supposed to be Black Friday, but right after. I don't buy shit that day. Oh, I don't I buy. Don't go I don't buy day. anything any day. Like and we could go through it again. People die on that day for materialistic. Yeah. People get fight, get into fights. But I mean, you know, money is crazy, and it freaks us out and stresses us out. The YouTube oh, yeah. lady was angry because she wasn't getting enough likes, and her uh, and money her went money. away. I was crying. I was sobbing uncontrollably for an hour. I mean, uncontrollably. Jonathan was scared. He's like, Pam, you have to breathe. I just had to get it out, I guess. But because of $800 in taxes, it's just $800. Like, I can totally put a shitty pay- payment plan together and I can pay, you know, but it's the fact 100 that you, bucks a month over. I can totally do that. It's, it's not going to kill you're, me. You're, you mention this all the time, how your work doesn't feel like it's valued. Right. And the fact of the matter is just like... That $800 means something to me. That $800 I could use. But why is someone that's living high and mighty, why are they... $800 to them is nothing. That makes me so crazy. It's so crazy that I had a nervous breakdown at over $800 and Donald Trump uses $800 to wipe his asshole. Like, he's like, $800, fuck it. His his wife's shoes cost more. One shoe, probably. Yeah. Like, the shoes, when there are people that are like... And even in this city, some people are like, $800, whatever. And I'm like, $800? I could put that in the savings someplace. Well, it was a week and it was, it costs less for me to be, it was, it's almost a month of rent. It costs less than that for me to be in Mexico for a week. Like, you know, it's when I try to think about eight, but I, I just need a little, I just needed a little perspective. But that's the thing too, is these people, these one percenters have no perspective. When people have a, how come if you have a big company that makes lots of money, you don't have to pay taxes, and yet that's, I that's ha- I have to pay taxes? Right. Exactly. Like, that's and that's the problem you, that I, I yes I get. I, it's I crazy know to how me. Many, I want to know how many millionaires have to pay uh, back in the IRS. I would love that mm. because unfortunately, it's middle class billionaires. Sweetheart. It's middle class and lower that have to end up paying money back to the IRS and well, to the government. When the and middle then, class is making $450,000 a year, yeah, they should be paying some fucking money. That's not middle class, though. But it is. That's what they're that's, saying. The GOP said... That's what the GOP said. Middle class... Well, middle class is technically not... Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That to me is you're Rich pretty. People. You're pretty comfortable. You're coming up on the 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 R I C. You'll be able to get the H once you become a millionaire. But you're 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 part of that club now. Yeah, but if you just save your money for two year three years, you're a millionaire. If you make four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and you save your money for two years, you have a million dollars. But even what can you? I guess 
Okay, so this is funny. I was looking at, I was, I'm thinking about, dream, I'm dreaming about trying to go to Spain again. I love Spain. And I love these old, weird monarchy places. So Spain has these gorgeous, it has one of the most beautiful, it's the, like the biggest palace in the world. It's just gorgeous. And it's just filled with these crazy tapestries and these tables. So I'm looking at this picture of this table that was built for one of his son's weddings or something. And it's this opulent room and there's like seating for 150 people at one table. And it's, the opulence is insane. And I, I mean, I guess I can understand that that was a king and that's somehow they were chosen by God or whatever their special lineage and they're in charge and they get all of this amazing stuff. We're still kind of trying to. Do, there are people that. The majority of people cannot get a seat at that table. No, there are. Yeah, but it's a hundred. It was. It's so big. But I love looking at those kinds of things, and you're like, I don't know. The, the opulence is just strange and maddening and crazy, and but it employed so many people. But what was money like? I don't know. I don't know. It just blows my mind when I think about super the, the super super wealthy and is that the dream that we all like okay I got off tangent but are rich people happy some are some aren't some some are allies some aren't I mean you do have those who are well off who feel that it is important to take care of those who are not as well off because obviously when you have a country where everyone is able to fend for themselves, to eat, to, to healthcare is a right. Healthcare to to go get it, prov provide yourself with an education mm -hmm. to get out of any kind of situation. That that's a beautiful thing. But then again, you have people, especially what we have going on with our government, who are trying to take that away from us. Mm. The right to have an education, the right to go to college. Mm. And then when you go to college, you can't get a job. And then yeah. if you can't get a job, you got to pay your loans back. And then if you can't get a job, you're going to end up in debt. So yeah. there is no, there's no way I can get to the mountaintop. Yeah, I know. How do you Because I'm swimming in debt. Right, right, right. You got these teacher strikes going on right now in Kentucky, in Oklahoma, and the one that happened in West Virginia because these teachers have not had a fucking raise in over a decade. That's insane. And Oklahoma That's is insane. number 48 in our country of the lowest paid teachers. Those ah! teachers start off with like, I think, twenty-five dollars or $31,000. And they still grand. have to pay for things in their classroom. And then the books, some of the books, they have not, some of the books have stopped um, uh, uh, in the history books they were talking about stopped with the uh, election of Obama that's 2008 that's 10 years old so students are reading books that are a decade years old yeah yeah I know I got out of teaching for a reason <laughs> yeah I got and out this of it is, and this is in the early 2000s you got out yeah I got out knew, in the early 2000s you knew true. exactly what was going to happen yeah and this is what is happening right now Okay, so here's the lowest sal the lowest salaries. Um, we can go through this. California average salary seventy eight thousand seven hundred and eleven dollars, starting now at forty four thousand seven eighty two. <laughs> I mean, I should have stayed in teaching. I would have been maybe. I mean, that's more. Oh, uh, Oregon starting uh, is thirty five thousand, and they average sixty one. Let's go to one of the poorer states. California is the best 
pays the teachers the best, as does New Hampshire gives a shit. They start at, or New York State starts at 44, 45,000, average salary 79,000. That's sweet. Connecticut, same thing, starts at 45. Starts at 51 in New Jersey. Hell yeah. You, you notice there. Massachusetts this, starts at 44,000. These are all blue Ooh. states. You notice That's this. true. Okay, here's the poor people. In Mississippi, uh, the starting salary is 34 and the average salary is 42. So it's not going so anywhere. So I make more than, I make more than teachers mm. and I, I'm a bartender. Okay. Uh, mm. South Dakota starting is 37 and average is 42. They don't give them raises, obviously. Uh, West Virginia starts at 33, average is 45. Uh, let's see another. Oklahoma starting 31, average 45. So that's if the average, that means that it is low. Colorado starts at 32, Utah at 35, Arizona 34. Uh, so, and these, that's, these, these are, are all averages, yeah. These are professionals. Yeah. These are people that have college degrees. Colorado starts at 32. Arkansas, 33. I know, and these are, these are, it is, and you know, Montana starts at 30. Uh, let's see if there's any in the 20s. I don't see that. And there's none in the 20s, thank God. But 30 is the, looks then, like it's the lowest then, in Mo Montana. But we also have to deduct the health insurance. Oh my God, yeah. So there's, so, it's crazy. Right, so, so first let's think, okay, so let's say that it starts, you start at 30 grand just because it's an easy number to work with. You know, if you're a single person, you're not married, they're going to take 30% of that away in taxes. Right. So you're basically looking at take home of like 23. And then mm -hmm. after that, you have to pay your insurance, which is probably about 500 bucks a month for health insurance. Even teachers get great health insurance, but okay. So then let's take out uh, 6,000 for that. So now you're looking at, you know, 16 grand. Oh my God, it's the same thing. It's so crazy. It's so crazy because that's, you know. And this is, and you're just talking about single, a right, single, single person. person. Yeah. So now if you crazy. have a family. Right, if you have a family, you have to be, it's almost like you have to be on food stamps. And, but, you, but this is why a lot of teachers uh, are Uber drivers and yeah. have second jobs. There is a great Vice uh, News uh, story about a teacher in Oklahoma who has who has a daughter she's a single parent wakes up teaches in the day and then at night she she's a photographer mm. to pay so she and then she doesn't get home until like eight or nine o'clock oh my gosh well she has to pay for childcare too exactly That's so crazy and, then, and then we're not even talking about the fact that the student loans like i said mm. are involved and on top of that we're not even discussing the things they had to provide in the classroom oh absolutely the school district is being too fucking cheap and they're paying their superintendents a fucking plethora of money. Right, right, right. It's crazy because even even in even when I was teaching from ninety seven to two thousand one and I taught special ed, when I taught at a private school at um, Families First, we had great resources, which was which was great. It was I we had wonderful resources there because it was a private school. Um, but when I was teaching in the regular um, education situation in at Ocean Shores in, in Oceanside I had to photocopy books. I couldn't give the kids books because everyone was afraid that they wouldn't bring them back and forth from school. But even in the classroom, I had to photocopy. We, I couldn't even give each child their own textbook. And because of their behavior issues, I couldn't have them share. So it was like I was using the copy machine, but we only got, which is 
totally illegal. P.S. Yes. Yeah. To be, you're not supposed to photocopy. You're not book. supposed to. T- you're not supposed to photo. You're not supposed to buy one book and photocopy it for your class. Right. Like that's. There are legal issues there, but I'm sure they're not going to come after teachers. But I was only allowed a certain amount of paper. And after that, I had to buy my own paper. So so I had to photocopy the books for the kids. But I was only allowed a certain amount of paper, so I was buying a lot of paper. Um, Which that shit is not cheap when you buy. I mean, when you're buying, you just we just everybody bought their own paper, and other teachers would get pissed when I take their paper. I was like, oh, I need more paper, and they'd be like, you took paper from my stack. Yeah, because everyone was photocopying. It becomes Hunger Hunger Games over paper. Right. It was, and this is in this is in like 2000, 2001. This is even before No Child Left Behind threw everything into disarray. And uh, I mean, but this everything that. MLK is talking about his, his, in his speech, that speech. Yeah. Look where we are right now. Look where, yeah. he, and, and then they're setting up these kids to fail. We are setting them, we are absolutely, when you don't pay your teachers enough money, when you say that, wow, you know what you get out of your job is the satisfaction of changing children's lives. <laughs> but I don't think that, I mean, it's almost like glorified babysitting at this mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you, when you have 32 kids in a classroom and you have kids with varying issues and they all want to be on their cell phones and how can we, how can they win? I just. You're not giving them any resources. Yeah, no in the resources. Class. The teachers can afford why the resources because the teachers got to eat too. Yeah. You know, it's, oh. It, uh, and then you haven't heard a goddamn thing from Betsy DeVos. Yeah. Where's Betsy? God, you haven't heard a goddamn Heavens thing. Heavens to Betsy. You know, so there is a new, there. this whole new revolution is coming. Everything that that man said 50 years ago is exactly what is exactly, going on exactly. right now. Exactly. We are in the heels of it because I think a lot of us got displaced and very comfortable for a while, but this there is... People are tired. Mm. People are hungry. Mm-hmm. People are tired of being poor because there is no such thing as a middle class. There that $400,000 is not middle fucking class. Mm. There is it's no not, more days of buying. People. Yeah, that is rich. I can't, honestly, I couldn't even imagine if I made $60,000 a year, I don't know what I'd do with the money. That seems like so much money to me, but it's only because I live a lifestyle where I don't buy things. You're frugal? I'm very frugal. But, you know, my one main expense, alcohol. <laughs> I love and frugal. alcohol. <laughs> well, I, that's on my food stamps, so I can get foie gras <laughs> with food stamps. And it is delicious, but and I do love it. $60,000. Like, I, I would be happy. I, ma- I made 44000 I guess that's why I owe $44,000. Oh, that ain't shit. And then the fact that $60,000. You you didn't You, you barely... You didn't. Teachers barely make sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. You can't buy anything. And then with our generation, it's just getting worse. Yeah. Well, and we've got this weird thing where we base our well, I mean, I guess we base our value on economically rather than you know that what is the value of a soul? What is the value of art? What is the value of a person? And and I, I would like to believe that money doesn't have anything to do with it, but it does. It completely it does. has everything to do with it. And it makes me a little bit crazy because I just I, I just don't think. I, and I know that people 
look down upon. I know. I mean, I was at Easter with my rich friends who are amazing and I love them. And it's incredible how kind they are to me. But I know they think I'm a fucking commie weirdo. Like, oh, this is great. So at the dinner table, I was, I'd, they drink a lot of, they had delicious wine and I have a problem with red wine, especially when it's expensive. I just love to drink it. I just keep drinking. It's like a wine buffet. I just can't say no. Okay. So I got wasted on Sunday, but we're at the dinner table because I just can't stop. I love it. So I just, especially when it's good. It's just like, ah, it's not Charles Shaw, not Charles Shaw. No night train over here. It was so good. So I'm at the dinner table and one of the children uh, who's 14, as they, we say cheese for a picture, he says, Bush did 9-11. And I was like, dude, let's talk about building seven. So I go off a little bit for a while on the stuff. And I'm talking to the, the boys. Two of them are 16 and one of them's 14. And, and Jackson looks at me and he says, Pam, he's, I've known him since he was born. Pam, no matter how old you get, you'll still be a teenager. And I started to cry. I was like, that is the best compliment I've ever gotten. Is that a compliment? And everybody laughed. It oh, is. And it was. It was a great compliment. It is. And I thought that was just very sweet. You know why it's a compliment? Because that means as a teenager, you're hopeful. Ah, you're still youthful. I'm still you youthful. Still, I don't, I'm youthful, but I don't have hope. Are you fucking kidding I me? I think you have hope. <laughs> I think you have. I think you have hope. Okay. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about this that's if true. we didn't have hope. And I think that's a great compliment. It was. I was so like. I got all misty and teary and everything. It was really lovely. I, I, thought, I was like, you are a kind young gentleman. Because some adults, I know. I mean, I know I can be jaded as well and I don't want to be I don't want to grow up because grown-ups are assholes mm. grow-ups stop they they stop in their tracks and they think okay so this is the way it is so I guess this is what I have to do no being a teenager sometimes and I'm not talking about being a temper tantrum teenager I'm talking about having an idea for your future right and and not stopping in your tracks keep it pushing keep it moving hoping that you know things will get better rather than just being a grown-up and settling settling grown-ups settle yeah and they settle down taking things too seriously when you mm. know that life is too short to take things too seriously mm. well it, yeah i would like for people to just lower why do we why do we need, feel like we need so many things it, you want those things we don't need them what what we need is for people to have homes and to, to be able to eat and education education i mean it's nice to have nice things it's nice to have nice cars nice but, to have but also things. too maybe we should start boycotting well, not maybe. I think we yeah. should start boycotting a lot of these places and a lot of uh, Yeah, Chick-fil-A is huge and they certainly don't like I mean, gays. I don't, ever since what happened with H&M, I haven't walked into an H&M because of uh, what they did. They had that, I don't know if we talked about this several months back. The, uh, little, the little boy, boy with, yeah, the with the monkey shirt. Co the coolest monkey in the jungle. I haven't bought anything in there African since. American boy, it's cute as a button. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing a shirt. I'm not going to give them my money. <laughs> it, it's so wrong. I, well, the thing is, did they do it purposely or was it just an oversight? Obviously, they don't have anybody sitting at that table that looks 
like that little boy. So that they'd go, um, that's inappropriate. That's wildly inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, what was the ad campaign wizard that came up with that one? Yeah, exactly. So when we have a seat at the table, maybe I'll give you my money. But until then, I am not giving you a goddamn dime. And this is what I'm talking about. And this is what also Martin Luther King was talking about, especially with black people. We settle and we just sometimes don't give a fuck. We're like, well, that wasn't me. So I, their stuff is cheap anyway. No, nigga, st- stop being a goddamn coon. This they is- don't, listen, They don't, if they're not hiring any of you in the boardroom, your dollars don't mean shit to them Mm. you take your money away that's how you have the power exactly that is exactly how you have the power this is very funny this is from the atlanta black star it's not funny it's terrible 12 racist logos you didn't know were used by popular brands so we've got negro magic steel wool and it's just a black guy with muscles and it's uh welcome to negro middle east's number one steel wool yeah Uh, And this picture is very funny. Uh, Arab website kebabfest.com reports this steel wool is manufactured by the German company Oscar Weil, which is owned by the German Jewish Weil family. The Weils were disowned by the Nazis, but the company was returned to the family after World War II. The Negro Magic Steel Wool logo is actually what Lebanese importing company uses to market and sell the steel wool in the Middle East. The steel wool is apparently Middle East's number one seller. And is it because it's like black people hair? Steel wool? Yes, you know, that's really funny too because if you've been to the Middle East, some of, they look like us. Yeah, they're brown? Yeah, they're brown mm. and some are darker. Mm. Oh my God. Scary. Yeah, it's, this, <laughs> I think this also has to do with colorism as well. There's, yeah. there's a lot of colors. Oh, I know what's next. Yeah, Aunt Jemima oh, we, is arguably the most well-known and longest-lasting brand that used a racist caricature to mark its product. Even now, it's... Well, but it was like, you know, Aunt Jemima, come on and... Get some get pancakes, my, baby! Pancakes. This one is very, very lossy, folks. Show her cheer for fluffing, energizing Aunt Jemima pancakes. <laughs> And that um, logo is still on. And that logo is still... I wonder if Uncle Ben is next. Uh, let's find out. I mean, it's... I, uh, Uncle Ben's got to be... Black Man Cookie. <laughs> this is great. Weird cookies are made in Romania oh and sold God. in Romania, Turkey, and Albania. They called, they're called Black Man Cookies, obviously, in reference to black people. This edible but racist caricature wears a cape. And the letter B on his chest featuring a cornrow-looking hair with large nose and lips. And of course, the cookie is chocolate. Wow. You know there ain't no black people. Uncle Ben's, yeah, Uncle Ben's rice, obviously. Elderly black man appeared, uh, 1946. Like Aunt Jemima, the caricature represented a racial stereotype that lingered after slavery. And it's been updated to reflect a more modern black person. (laughs) It's still Uncle Ben. It's still Uncle Ben. We had a song about that. Uh... Chiquita bananas. Yep. Uh, for generations, we've been eating Chiquita bananas, and some remember Miss Chiquita, the sexually flamboyant Latin American caricature the banana company used to brand the fruit since 1944. That's nice. Uh, I just had one. Yeah, they're delicious bananas. Well, you know what? I don't know. All bananas are good. I don't. Why, but why do we have to put stickers on every piece of fruit? I don't know. I just feel like it's a waste. Miss Chiquita is widely thought, widely thought to have been inspired by Brazilian actress and singer Carmen Miranda, who appeared in ads for Chiquita bananas. 
The actress has been accused of promoting this exotic Latina stereotype because she became famous for wearing pieces of fruit on her head and revealing Jarrap clothing. Uh, Land O'Lakes Butter! Uh, Yay! Um, A little... I mean, so if we use... I guess... Where are the... There are no white white stereotypes? Uh, I guess what it would be is... Why doesn't saltine crackers use like a white person on it? And they're like, these these be delicious crackers. (laughs) (laughs) With no flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We should... Saltines should (laughs) rebrand. I got some ideas for you. Uh, stereotypical uh, Indian brave lady cream of wheat yeah I never thought about it I remember that dude this is and the old one is it says uh, the the old box used to say maybe cream of wheat ain't got no vitamins I don't know what them things is if they's bugs they ain't none in cream of wheat because she's so good to eat and cheap costs about a cent for a great big dish Oh, that hurts. Jesus Christ. It's I'm glad I'm glad they're going through all of the people of color. <gasps> oh, oh, these are these are cute. Con conquitos. Conquitos are the Spanish version of M&M's chocolate covered peanut snack. Notice how the name bears a resemblance to the name Congo, which may hint where the inspiration for the sweets came from. Even if this is not true, the character on the front speaks for itself. It's a little chocolate drop, little chocolate baby drop. Big eyes. Big eyes. Well, I I tried to get, last night I did a show and Shanti Sharon did it and I said, I told her I had a joke for her because I haven't been able to use it, but she's Indian. And I said, I'm sure that you can use this somewhere, but that white people like Indians because their eyes are round. They're like the only Asians we can tolerate because our eyes look the same. And she laughed so hard. She was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And I said, the problem is I can't say it because it makes me sound like a racist. <laughs> like, what am I going to get on stage and be like, for her. we white people really like Indians because their eyes are round. People will be yeah, like, give her, give her that joke. Yeah. Phaser licorice sticks for more than 80 years. Licorice tips have been wrapped, wrapped in paper adorned with a blackface character that many Finnish, Finnish citizens deemed familiar and positive mental Im- images, according to the company. Uh, they're going to phase it out, though. That's nice. Eskimo pie! Oh, wow! Yeah, I never thought so of this! School, yeah. Some people do not know that a slow-moving and largely unpublicized battle in North America's Northland is quietly raged on against the word Eskimo they don't like that. to describe people with Inuit heritage. Therefore, the ice cream that treat that uses the derogatory term for North American tribe became the subject of controversy in 2009 when a Canadian Inuit woman said the product name insulted her heritage. However, the bad publicity failed to persuade the manufacturer Cadbury Pascal to consider a new name. I never knew that Eskimo... Yes, it's derogatory. It's very derogatory. I was taught in school, though, that we call them Eskimos. I understand they're the Inuit tribe, but I thought that people that lived in Alaska were called Eskimos. very derogatory. (gasps) I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they're still fighting that fight, too. It's an unknown. It is now known to me, but it was unknown to me previous to this that Eskimo is a slur. Yeah. Why is that? Because they're an Inuit tribe. They're not. Eskimo is a made-up word, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to look up the origin of Eskimo. We'll uh, look up. We'll look it up next. Watermelon soda. 
<laughs> Many black people refuse to eat watermelon in public because of the racist stereotype, which roots with roots embedded in slavery, that suggests they have an undying love for the fruit. However, this didn't stop the Miami-based Kawi Bottling Company from marketing its watermelon soda with a mascot that depicts an image of a black girl with ponytails eating watermelon on the side and an image of a white boy on the other. In 2009, Target pulled the beverage from its shelves after coming under fire fire for selling watermelon soda with controversial images. And the last is Darky Toothpaste. Oh, I remember hearing about a this. A toothpaste one. known as Darky, featuring a smiling blackface performer as its logo, was sold for years in various parts of Asia. It was originally manufactured in Shanghai by the Howley and Hazel Chemical Company before being bought by the Colgate Palmolive Company. After pressure from shareholders, religious groups, and black people, Colgate Palmolive renamed Darky and redesigned its logo. Changing the name of Darky to Darley didn't seem much of a drastic change for the logo did change to a smiling man of ambiguous racial background in a top hat. In Chinese, the word Darley means black person, according oh. to Wikipedia. The product, despite its infamous history, is still sold widely across Asia today, expanding into Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, etc. There's some darkies there, too. Why do we... I Racism is crazy. I, I'm going to blame a little bit of... Well, I'm not going to blame a little bit. I'm going to blame colonialism. Sure. That has a big major part onto it. But the demonization... I, I'm glad it talked about all different types of people of color. Yeah. I, I'm glad, like... I always thought the Chiquita Banano thing was really fucked up. And I, I don't like the Land of Lakes. I never bought that shit because of the Indian. Cause really? Because why is that Indian happy about butter? Huh? Yeah, what does it have what to... What the fuck is that? What, does Indians, what do Indians have to do with butter anyways? Like... They don't even. Do they have cows? Did they make? You never hear Did about they get like a piece of that pie. Inuit, no. yeah, that's good. So, uh, we still, but Eskimo is everywhere. Eskimo is the English term for the indigenous peoples who have traditionally English. inhabited English. How did we come right. up? Uh, from the northern circumpolar regions stretching from eastern Siberia across Alaska and into Canada and Greenland. The two main people known as Eskimo are the Alaskan Inuit peoples, the Eskimo Inuit, and the mass grouping Inuit peoples of Canada, the Yipuk, the Yipik of Eastern Siberia and Alaska, uh, the Russian Far East. Okay, but the word Eskimo derives from a phrase that the Algonquin tribes used for their northern neighbors. The Inuit and Yupik people generally do not use it to refer to themselves. And governments in Canada and Greenland have ceased using it in official documents. Its linguistic origins, the word Eskimo, comes from Inu Aiman, Aiman meaning person who laces a snowshoe. And it is related to husky, so it does not have a direct pejorative meaning. So it was Eskimo was the word, and we turned it into Eskimo. In Canada and Greenland, the term Eskimo is predominantly seen as pejorative and has been widely replaced by the term Inuit or terms of specific to a particular group or community. This has resulted in a trend whereby some Canadians and Americans believe they should not use the word Eskimo and use the Canadian word Inuit instead, even for Yupik speakers. Uh, and 
the Canadian Constitution Act of 1982 recognized the Inuit as a distinctive group of Aboriginal peoples in Canada. Under U.S. and Alaskan law, as well as the linguistic and cultural traditions of Alaska, Alaska Native refers to all Indigenous people of Alaska. This includes not only the Inupiat and the Yupik, but also the groups such as the Aleut, who share an ancestor, as well as the largely as well as the largely unrelated indigenous peoples of the Pacific Northwest North Coast and the Alaskan Abathabaskans. The term Eskimo is still in use in Alaska. Alternative terms such as Inuit, Yupik have been proposed, but none has gained widespread acceptance because it's the United States and we're racist. <laughs> That's right. I like that ending. That's yeah, that was right. me. That was them. That was that wasn't. Don't worry. That wasn't Wikipedia. That was that was me. That was Pam that, that was yeah. But she was on point. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, learned something new. Huh? We're. It's just that I. I'm, this we get to get to go full circle back to the YouTube shooter. It's gonna get super racist. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get. It, it hasn't happened yet, and I'm surprised. And I'm hoping Wait, but, that we don't take it there. We're gonna go there. Not we. Not we. But we but know they. We, yeah, they. They are gonna go there. Yep. And I'm sure um, President Twitter fingers is probably gonna tweet something. Well, he already like did. A, he did tweeted he? right away and said that, oh, you know, this was. Yeah, I don't think he used the word dastardly, but he said he. I remember someone read it and they said, "Oh, Trump already tweeted." And I don't remember what the beginning was, but thoughts and prayers were at the end. So. We need a Muslim ban? Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Well, I was thinking yesterday, I was thinking it would be fun, too, because we were, Jonathan and I were walking, and we heard inside of a bar uh, that horrible song, Wonderwall. Remember that dumb, dumb song? Oasis. From Oasis, yeah. I like Oasis. And I thought that, I thought, wow, what would be fun would be to try to redo the lyrics and sing it like Trump, right? Because he wants and be like, <laughs> like try to change the words. Like I said, maybe the Mexicans are gonna pay me, <laughs> and, and they'll build a, they'll 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 build it all for the Wonder Wall. I don't know, because I, I was, but I don't know how to sing. Idea. I don't know how to sing like Trump. I don't even know if he has soul enough to sing. That nigga ain't got no soul. Yeah. But it would be fun to be I like, make Mexico pay for the wall. <laughs> Something. That's actually, I think that's really funny. Thank you. I thought it would be cute I to try to, <laughs> to do that. That was my idea yesterday. Um, there is one thing I do want to um, yeah, yeah, yeah. discuss mm-hmm. before the end, since we're on this path of, um, you know, destruction. Um, so we know about uh, the shooting of um, Stefan Clark who was the um, black man that was murdered uh, a couple weeks ago in in Sacramento. Well, shocking enough, there have been some tweets that Stefan Clark put out. Um, This is a couple years ago, but there's some tweets that he put out, um, him and his Asian girlfriend. Uh, Apparently their hatred toward black women I will read you a couple. He, he has hatred toward black women? Yes. He's he's, a, he's He was a young African-American man. Exactly, yeah. He was, uh, just so if anybody doesn't remember, he was a 22-year-old unarmed black man killed by Sacramento police in his grandparents' backyard. So this was where... Who, that's domestic terrorism oh, yeah, by that's the a police. Po-po. That's we, police domestic terrorism. They came into his 
home. Right. He was unarmed in his grandmother's backyard. What were they doing? Why? What? How is they that even? He was going around breaking windows. So breaking windows means you get a death sentence. It's that's insane to me. But now I'm at, I'm I'm kind of on the fence right now. That man should not have deserved to die like mm. he did. But there's irony to this story. Mm. So I'm going to read this. Um, it's a um, local story. Stefan Clark and his Asian girlfriend apparently hated black women. Stefan Clark, the unblack man who was gunned down by police while allegedly breaking into cars in Sacramento, was apparently a misogynistic, self-hating man whose Asian girlfriend shared his hatred for black women. <clears throat> um, let's see. Some of the Twitter. Um, this is one of his, uh, what he says. Black women here is what St- Stefan Clark thought of you. Stop marching, protesting for this fool that did not care about you. He would not have done the same for you black women matter that is something that's that tweet um that has been coming out mm. um that's Does, not what are we said. trying to de- we're trying to demonize him after the fact we have we have an issue with self-hating co- coons um, <laughs> but this is what he said i don't want nothing to do i don't want nothing black but my xbox dark bitches bring dark days whoa and then someone said black is beautiful and then he uh tweets back i don't want nothing black but an xbox Black bitches, I don't want nothing black but my Xbox. Here's, um, and then this is what someone was writing. Um, here's a tweet, Stefan Clark's Asian baby mama posted it and laughed at the regarding black, black babies. And another tweet she wrote, the user tweeted on Thursday, she also loves using the N-word. Notice <gasps> that Stefan Clark co-signed with a tweet about black babies on Twitter. Um, the user posted tweets, uh, tweets allegedly written by Selena Mana Clark's girlfriend, which reads, this nigga said, I don't want no black baby. I'm already black. I don't need no black baby. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has two beautiful. Sadly, he's dead, but he has two beautiful sons. They yeah. are just darling. There's a picture of them. He was a son, a brother and father of two young sons. And his children are darling. They are really cute little little chocolate drops. Look at these little cute little guys. Just Don't tell his baby mama that. Eat them up. The, Go, so cute. this is what the baby mama said. This nigga said, I don't want any black baby. I'm already black. I don't need no black baby. They can't even spell right, yo. Um, and then he says, oh, God. And then his girlfriend said, I don't fuck with black bitches because they too mean. I only do white bitches because they got cheese. What the fuck? Uh, is that cheese mean? money? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I love n- cheese too. <laughs> Not money she as cheese, but I like. Cheese. Yeah, I, I do. I love Swiss cheese. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. Oh, Swiss okay. <laughs> I'm like, um, I love all cheese. I've never met a cheese I don't like. <laughs> she also says niggas love playing games with uh, which which you, but be hurt when they fuck around and run into a real one. Like I don't. I, I here's I, you don't get to use the word unless you. Unless you're black, <laughs> so she I don't mind, it. see. The thing is, I don't mind if Latinos say it because they niggas too. But <laughs> um, I have I have an issue with this. I have an issue with this, and just the fact the irony of his self aiding. God rest his soul. Mm. But the coonery, mm. the irony of him getting gunned down in the stereotypical fashion. Yeah. He doesn't want anything black but an Xbox. Yeah. Well, brother, mm. I'm, I'm sorry you can't he hear really, this. He was really good looking. You you got gunned down like an Xbox. Mm. And so now 
a lot of black women and a lot of black people period are on the fence of even supporting this mm. because this is something that we have an issue with in our community and especially with black men toward black women mm -hmm. there's this thing going on with black men that black women we we already have colorism in our community like right well it's the uh my ex-husband was a very light-skinned black man and people would joke about calling him high yellow that was uh, yes like a, i got called high i get called high yeah, yellow too yeah, yeah. Um, or um, house n-word house nigga yep yeah, same thing because yeah. I'm not dark enough to be in the field someone did a joke about this and it was so funny was it Mike Evans Jr who was it I can't remember but he said if if I no it was Bryant Hicks and he asked the audience he said if 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 we were in if we were in slavery times, would I be would I be a house n-word or would I be outside in the field? And someone answered, and then he goes, "Man, you, the real answer is why are you thinking about slavery? How about neither?" <laughs> if he says, "Would That's I be would I be good. more inside or outside?" He flipped it, and then he said, when someone answered, he's like, "Because <laughs> someone goes outside," and he's like, "How about no slavery at all? How about I'm not enslaved?" That's it was good. really he flipped that he shit. He flipped. It was very funny. But but that slave master mentality obviously is still in death not just here in america but in a lot of places where there are dark people um mm. as in we've discussed like if you're asian the asian communities if you're darker you're poor you're a farmer if you're lighter you don't mm. work in the field blah 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 and so as it here i i'm on the fence right now of supporting this brother i i, I did want to protest but i cannot if you don't like me, <laughs> why should I support you? I do I do feel bad about his murder because he was murder, murdered, and I do yeah. believe they should get justice. Domestic terrorism. But, domestic, it is domestic terrorism, but the irony of it is your self-hatred, this is, yeah. <laughs> this, it's just too ironic. Here, but here's something I take offense with. Clark's grandmother never heard police issue commands before shooting. So she was there. He's in the backyard. They get a call about someone's breaking windows somewhere. Right. He's got a cell phone in his hand, not pointing it anywhere. And they shoot him eight times in the back. In the back. And they, and they lied. In the and back. Said, and then they also lied and said that he was coming toward them. In when, the back? How do they shoot him in the back if he's coming toward them? Exactly. Physics. Because, they, physics. Because, because obviously the police autopsy lied. That's why they did a separate, separate uh, autopsy. Because you can't trust Popo anyway. Mm -hmm. Terrible. But I'm just here to say that I am not going to support him. <laughs> well, he, I'm not going to. Fair enough. And I, I just, there's too much self-hatred within our community and I'm tired of it. Because I get, I get sexualized as a light-skinned female by men of color as, you know, as some piece of hot ass because mm -hmm. I am fair-skinned. I've had people tell me that and I don't like it. The coonery needs to fucking stop. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it, it, it's colorism and it's obviously killing people. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, this, it, this is another thing. The police shot Clark 20 times and waited for nearly six minutes before administering CPR. Him. They handcuffed him. That's incredible they to me. They handcuffed him. You can't, well, here you can't administer CPR when you've shot someone because the blood just keeps going out of their body. Like, you can't, yeah. when the blood's on the ground, you can't, like, put it back in. And um, the sad thing, his beautiful kids 
oh, are yeah, not going to get to know their dad. Mm. But they also are going to, hopefully, they're going to have to read these tweets because yeah. what the mom and the dad were saying is also putting that self hate within their own kids. Yeah, we well look what we teach our children. I, mm. we, I, I still I, I got to get back to how we're not teaching people how to deal with, and we're not teaching. Obviously, we're not teaching our police either. Oh God, they're not peace officers, and we're not teaching people how to resolve conflict through or serve them talking. You know, asking questions, having a dialogue. Why didn't they? I don't know. Talk to him before. Oh, he was breaking windows. Can the police not talk to people anymore? Do they just shoot people? I they guess shoot. they talk to white people, but they just shoot black people hey. because they don't think they're going to communicate or D- they're so scared. Like a- what? After Dylan Roof uh, shot up people in the uh, Charlotte church, he got to go to Burger King. They took what? him to Burger King afterwards. Yeah, that little nigga got a whopper. So after killing, it, it, it's so it's so <laughs> impregnated in racism that a white shooter not only do they say, "Well, it's not domestic terrorism," but they don't. He shot and killed nine people in a church, and they took him to Burger King. <laughs> That's insane. That unarmed black men are getting shot in their grandmother's backyard in Sacramento. Who and just had a cell phone in the hand? Who had a cell phone in his hand? Who they? And if his grandmother didn't even hear that, get on the ground. What, uh, Mm. And the fact mm. of the matter is, like that, ah. grandma, that grandmother could have got shot too. Yeah, absolutely. That's scary too. And his kids could have gotten shot. Like, but it's, where where are people safe? So now we know that it's not movie theaters or church or even your own backyard. Don't go to YouTube. Don't go to YouTube. YouTube is not safe. <laughs> We're not. None of us are safe. And and <sighs> please, please, people, don't go out there and start thinking that i never thought this could happen here honey it could happen anywhere do not be in denial now this doesn't mean to go out and now i gotta go get me a gun to protect myself no that's not gonna solve the problem either that's not gonna solve the problem with any kind of conflict and you're absolutely right about where's the dialogue where's the dialogue but we don't we haven't not only have we not taught our children how to deal with disappointment or Mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. I mean if, if our children say I've been wronged at school I've been bullied I'm going to take a gun to school and I'm going to shoot everybody up because fuck them there's got to be a way to deal with disappointment in a more healthy way but also teaching people how to talk to each other right, right. would be amazing and then now and I do have to say that with us having social media now we do not talk to each other isn't that amazing we talk to a screen we talk to a screen we talk we tweet we twat we, we communicate so much but but when are it's we face not to face listening to each other we can't even make eye contact with each other anymore yeah I mean do we have to I I guess we need to teach people I, social There's, graces what is yeah. I mean I don't know what how do we make America great again like, but I'm saying make America great again says that it used to be good, but I don't think that it, never was, right? good. it was good. <laughs> Let's make America great again. Back in the fifties when it was real good for white people. I think it was good. Probably when the indigenous people had their land and there was plenty of Buffalo and there was sure. no disease, but that was a long time ago. That was a long ago. time ago, <laughs> but it wasn't America. It was just how our land. 
<laughs> hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Sorry, that's not Steve Pochi joke. <laughs> Here's some Land O'Lakes butter. Yeah, yum. And where the fuck are the Land O'Lakes? Uh, it's Minnesota. Is that what they mean? I, oh, yeah. The it, land it's of like a thousand lakes. Yeah, and I think that they grow good cows and butter up there. I don't know. Happy cows come from in California. Wisconsin. But Wisconsin, I don't think they're known as... Well, there's yeah, a big cheese. lake there. They're but, dairy. Dairy, yeah, baby. I love dairy. But, uh, let's close out with a little um, a little quote from uh, Martin Luther King from that same speech. Uh, and he, that is where we are. Oh, here, we'll do this one. Another reason I'm happy to live in this period is that we have been forced to point where we're going to have to grapple with the problems that men have been trying to grapple with through history, but the demands didn't force them to do it. Survival demands that we grapple with them. Men for years now have been talking about war and peace, but now no longer can they just talk about it. It is no longer a choice between violence and nonviolence in this world. It's nonviolence or non-existence. This is where we are today. And also the human rights revolution. If something isn't done and in a hurry to bring the colored peoples of the world out of their long years of poverty, their long years of hurt and neglect, this whole world is doomed. Now, I'm just happy that God has allowed me to live in this period to see what is unfolding. And I'm happy that he's allowed me to be in Memphis. I can remember, I can remember when Negroes were just going around, as Ralph had said so often, scratching where they didn't itch and laughing when they were not tickled. But that day is all over. We mean business now, and we are determined to gain our rightful place in God's world. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so sad that he got killed the following day. It, isn't it amazing that when he said, let's stand up together and boycott these large companies. The next day, mm-hmm. no more. And that's 50 voice, years ago today. His, his voice was silenced. His voice was silenced. But just imagine if he was alive today. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I don't think he would be. He could be, be actually. 50 years ago. Yeah, he'd be so he was. Okay, yeah, he could definitely be alive. Yeah, I mean, but would people still react the way to him that they would? they do now because mind you in 1968 he wasn't that popular huh but i, I, I think it also took to now? what happened that night on august 4th 1968 where basically every major city was on fire Ooh. all the riots there were riots then too yeah every city kansas city detroit memphis uh los angeles oakland new york boston all these cities were on fire. St. Louis. Wow. Well, uh, is it time to burn? We didn't start the fire. Well, you know, I don't want. I mean, I don't like saying that, but but, like I said, I'm at the point of any means necessary. Yeah, I just I I'm so scared of. I don't want to the, burn our community. The '92 so. riots, riots coming back again, and how scary that is for small business owners yes, and yes. for people that aren't necessarily Purchase. part of the problem but right. during the chaos be- become victimized it's so funny that those pictures and watching that live on TV is still very vibrant and Netflix is bringing it back yeah. there's a bunch of like documentaries right now and, and movies that are on Netflix that are about the riots of 92 and, and Rodney King and, and what we've been and what 
police brutality. Yeah. Yep. I we I think we should start calling them domestic terrorists because I they am are. so scared of the police. I don't fuck with them. We'll we'll close on this. I saw two German tourists today. There were there was there was some police presence near my nine bus stop this morning on Market, and there were two. Uh, policemen that were just kind of standing around being policey and these two German tourists come up and they're like may we take a picture with the law enforcement and they did they like put his hands around the cops and took a picture with him with not there was his friend took it but it was very funny may I take a picture with the law enforcement <laughs> like two white German tourists and they did the guys were the cops were like sure. yeah sure <laughs> So someone's not afraid of the cops. The German tourists love them. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what they're actually saying about them when they, they take that picture. I wonder, I wonder, I, I wonder, I wonder, they, I wonder, when, I wonder. They, when they put it on the Twitter or the Instagram yeah. and they say, oh, the police in the San Francisco. <laughs> These are not by the vault. <laughs> they are right here <laughs> on the market. I'm trying not to. When I do accents, I don't mean it as racism. <laughs> I mean, it is humor. Ooh, well, <sighs> I, you won't see my black ass taking a photo with no popo. Mm-mm. 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 That's my protest. They carry guns. They're scary. They'll shoot me. Maybe. In well, my backyard. They'll in shoot the back. Me. Yeah. Well, pff, San Francisco. Who's got a backyard? I do <laughs> oh, they're so lucky. <laughs> we should have a barbecue. It's getting warmer. I'm trying to invite you. Uh, yeah, please invite me. I, I. Sunday fun day, dude. Hey, hell yeah. All right. I want to. I want to do it. Thank you guys for listening to the AltaCast, uh, those who did. Coming up at 2 o'clock at Some Call Me Tim with special guest Cassandra Inglesby. Yay! Very funny lady. We're going to talk about what she believes in. Uh, Latoya, as always, a gorgeous pleasure to be with you. And just a, it was my pleasure uh, yeah, too, and you, it, This always feels like wonderful therapy. Uh, we got some so, knowledge hey, We today. got some knowledge today, too. And Don't I- use the word Eskimo, you freaks. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next Bye. week. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you properly feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a $5 cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going racks to riches.